When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on Vulnerable, I finally get a chance to sit down with someone who, since the beginning of this podcast, I have been trying to schedule, but he is extremely booked and busy, um, whether it's on the road performing with his band, um, creating albums, and uh, you know, basically like doing wonderful work with his fans at Comic-Cons. Um, internationally, Corey Feldman is uh, an advocate for you know, child labor reform. Um, I don't uh, think that we really got around to understanding the infrastructure aspect of it, but that's for me to kind of take the torch and run with it. And Corey has done a lot of groundwork when it came to um, really promoting awareness of uh, blind spots in the entertainment industry. And I've always been very interested in what he's had to say because if there's someone who says, look, I'm a survivor, it takes a tremendous amount of courage for them to come forward. And, you know, as he has said in our interview, there have been influences, forces that have come against him in his, uh, you know, in, in his bravery. People have really come down on him over the years and gaslit him to a degree. And again, I, I am not here to judge in any way, shape, or form, a person who's coming forward about their uh, abuse. So obviously, there is a little bit of a trigger warning here in, in, in talking about these topics. Uh, but it is truly a joyful interview where we talk about all the things he's been able to accomplish and all of the happiness in his life, his family, his wife, his goals for the future, his relationship with Sean Astin. Um, Corey's a good guy. And um, I was very honored to have him in my studio today. He deserves respect. I'm so infatuated Hi. with you, sir. So good to see you. This has been this has been a while. It I've, has been a challenge. Corey, no, it's not. I've been it. plotting to get you here hey, in this hot seat. You know what? And you it showed all, up for me. It all happens. I'll it remember all works that. itself out one way or another. Always have faith in the divine plan mm -hmm. and it will find its way. We got to meet at uh, Comic-Con, right? Like in person. Indeed. And um and then we got I got to follow up uh through actually through multiple Comic-Cons. Mm. Uh, we we lost touch with we each ran other. Into each other. Because you met times my husband too, way, and yes. I think we switched like numbers. There was a couple times. I think you mm -hmm. were throwing some parties. We didn't get to go to them, mm -hmm. and um, and then yeah, then we re met up at Comic Cons, and and then I started talking to you about my ideas for just like, you know, how passionate I was about you know child actors and stuff. That's like that's who I am, right? And so you were so you, sweet. You want to make all the kids in the world child actors? No, opposite. Oh. <laughs> I'm just joking. Right? Like, totally. fucking opposite. <laughs> Obviously. Um, no, that's my sarcasm. Sorry. I love it. It happens from time to time. Um, try to keep you it speak like you've been ah! working since you were three so, years old, which is... Oh, dude, the irony. I did not know that you I started working like a coat. at three? Three. Yes, ma'am. And you and you're, so you're from here, which I did not know. Born and raised. In where? California Burbank? boy. Um... Yeah, I think I was born either in Encino or Burbank Hospital, one of the two. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I th See, I get confused whether it's my sister or not. 
One of us yeah. was born at that that St. Joseph's right across from Disney. Oh, sure. Ironically. And then, like, my <laughs> sister, you know, gets her first job working for Disney. Yeah. And then I got my first job working for Disney. Is your sister an actress? Yes. My God. She started as an actress. She was the first. It she was, was her the gateway kind of, drug of yes, absolutely. your family. The stepping stone, we could <laughs> call it. Um, no, but she was <clears throat> very much had the whole... You know, fandom thing and the crazy groupies and obsessed really? stalkers. And she like, had that. Your oh, sister. Yes. What? Wait. Oh, what yes. movies was your sister? She in? had. She had this guy. Oh my god, it was so creepy. She had this guy that for years and years. I mean, even after like she was already like eighteen, I think he was still like popping up. But he would call himself the protector of little girls. Yeah. And he would write her letters, and mm-hmm. she was seven, eight. You know, mm. maybe ten at mm. the end of it all. Like, so she was on the Mickey Mouse Club. Okay. From seven to ten. Mm-hmm. And that and that happened there. And there oh, was yeah. no filtration oh, no, system. Oh, no. for well, that? no. I mean, it was fan mail. You know, she would just yeah. get this fan mail from people all over the world. But right, there was right. this one I remember, even as a three-year-old, mm-hmm. hearing her talk about it all the time. Really? Yeah. What are your earliest memories? I'm really curious. Well, it's in my book, by the <gasps> way. Dun dun. More information to be found. Damn it. Yes. The worst host ever. Oh no. Never. I just want to get to know Corey as Corey and and this is just a truly uh, human experience. But if that you we're want the today. blueprint. I'm going to read your fucking the book. The blueprint is called choreography. Uh-huh. That's right. And it literally lays out <laughs> the kind of how to survive Hollywood care package, if you will. Good, like, because we these need are that. The things and it's and it's not just about Hollywood, it's about life. I mean, there's a lot of things from spirituality to Surviving abuse, surviving drugs, surviving the eighties. Terrible, <laughs> terrible women who've ripped my heart out and shredded it in a million pieces. Feel that. Surviving Satanists, surviving I mean, I've survived it all, man. Yeah, it's man. It's like, you know, not all. Yeah. Okay, because I haven't had a bullet in my body yet. So thank God for that <laughs> one. On wood, yeah, Corey. let's hope we can keep it that way. <laughs> um but you know, I mean I I've been through the ringer for sure and, and seen a lot of dark things in this town in this world and so I'm I'm blessed very grateful every day for my my life today and and the family that I have and the beauty in my life so I'm very grateful for that let me ask you this um because we kind of agreed that like in your time of advocating and being a really positive voice uh for folks in the industry you've 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 um you're like fucking I don't want to be considered like I don't want to be a pinata I don't want people fucking I just, I'm done, right? And I feel that, and I'm gonna take the lead. I'm taking it from you, so don't worry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's like the Olympic candle. You oh, can I'll light pass it. pass that torch, girl. And I'll I'm gonna pass sell that choreography torch, and think. pass it because I got you. <laughs> Deal some choreography out there. You, you've inspired a new Thank generation you. of people who really give a shit. Listen, kids too, okay? Mm-hmm. Keep it alive. Mm-hmm. That's the hashtag. Giant K, little IDS, and the number two. Okay. okay, so like me too, but kids too, exactly and it's two right. because you want to include them. That's right. Okay, and also that they should have been first. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry, Corey. Right? I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Shouldn't kids have been thought of? Why? Why was right I, off the bat? God, I mean, you know. So kids too was my creation, mm-hmm. and I did actually uh, trademark it. Okay. So I would love it if you. You know, as a hashtag. hashtag. Yep. As a hashtag. Okay, great. I'm gonna keep that in mind. It's in my documentary. You. It's in my documentary. Which which doc? You have I feel like multiple documentaries. I do. There's one in this box set right here, which is about strictly my music career. Mm-hmm. But the other one is, you know, the one 
And that one was uh, self-produced, self-financed, self-released, oh, self-distributed. I remember that. And, okay. Uh, premiered at the Directors Guild mm-hmm. with a uh, standing room only packed premiere. That's because everybody everyone was in Hollywood sweating. Was there? No, yeah, everybody <laughs> wanted to see. But what happened was Did you uh, need me. They they shut it down in the middle. They they pirated it. They hacked it. They copied it. At, D- at the DGA while you were doing it? No, no, no. Mm. So the DGA was a... See, I think what they thought was that I was just going to have one print. And then that print was going to stream all over the world and at the DGA si- simultaneously. Mm-hmm. What they didn't realize is that I'm smarter than that. So I had my streaming copy and I had a special print that was made just for the DGA screening room. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, with its own mix. I mean, you raised money for that documentary the, for years. Well, that which was not effective, right? Because of Judy Haim mm-hmm. shutting it down mm-hmm. and starting a cult of people to harass and terrorize me mm-hmm. on a daily basis and begging people to take their money back. Right. I mean, just just disgusting, disgusting. You know, but let's hold on. No, no, for, absolutely. So, so the point being that I put one point three million dollars of my own money mm-hmm. into making this project. What we got in donations in the beginning, it started off very strong. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, when I did the fundraiser, I didn't do it to do a documentary. I did the fundraiser because people always get this confused because, of course, the media will never help me out by trying to clarify the facts and put the facts out because they'd rather twist the story and oh, it's so conve- make it They can like, make money from Oh, yeah, here's like the story. Said. The story mm-hmm. is, who needs $10 million for a documentary? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Why mm-hmm. does Corey Feldman need to raise $10 million for a documentary? Mm-hmm. Let's be real. I never would have raised $10 million for a documentary, nor would I have asked to, because I'm not an idiot, okay? I, I asked for $10 million because I was going to make choreography into a film. Got it. It was going to be a feature film, and it was going to be a biographical, really good biopic yeah. with you know that I was going to direct myself, mm-hmm. and I wanted a killer, amazing cast with like amazing actors. For sure. And we were going to do beautiful sets. I mean, I wanted to do a very elaborate... You have to recreate... The Goonies set. You have to recreate Michael Jackson's house. You know, I mean, this yeah. was my childhood. You know, yeah. so if you're gonna do it right, you got to do it right. And yes, ten million is a small price tag if you think about the scope of what I would need to do. Yeah. Um, and I found a way to do it. So mm-hmm. that was the chemistry. Like I can make this happen and tell the truth at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, so when we threw that fundraiser, because I was literally terrified for my life because they tried to run me over. Yeah. While I was on tour, mm-hmm. two trucks tried to just basically run me over. Mm. So. The next day, I was like, you know what? Uh, I need to do something to stay alive. I've got to tell everybody what's going to happen. Because it was like this Me Too thing was blowing up. Yeah. And everybody was just like, now's your time. Now's your time. Name the names. You got to do it now. You got to do it now. And then I get a call from the Inquirer who was going to leak the story and wanted me to confirm it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm not getting involved. in. do you think after all this time I'm going to... Finally tell the story and have the Inquirer be the responsible party? Amen. I don't think so. Amen. Okay? Yeah. So anyway, so I had to say no, 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 no to everything. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this. I'm going to do it my way. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take time and it's going to take money. Mm -hmm. And if everybody wants to see the truth, then you got to trust me that this is a process. Yep. There are so many legal loopholes that I have to get through to tell the story. The the, way that it needs to be told authentically. And not have the legalese cutting it apart. Right. Which happened, by the way, when I wrote my book, which happened when I produced my uh, um, A&E movie or Lifetime movie. Sure. 
you know, it all gets watered down and yeah. the names are changed. And, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's a completely different picture than what you're actually trying to say. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I'm going to do it right. And I held out. And then we raised $250,000 within the first 12 hours. Because people okay. wanted to know. People were like, yes, we're going to yeah. support this. Mm-hmm. And then the, the spin campaign started. To shut me down. Well, I saw that. I saw that video with that guy who then got thrown out of whatever network that was. I'm forgetting his well, name. Matt Lauer. Yeah, Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. That piece. He was of one of many. Garbage. Don't forget what Barbara Walters did to me too. I, it's ridiculous. You know. So it was just one after another. And it, ironically, this is the weird part. I mean, literally, Megyn Kelly, mm-hmm. Barbara Walters. They just got their stomping orders. But no. But the point is, every single one of them went out of business right after. Look After doing God that to works. you? Yes. Ah, so this karma. Yes. Karma. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. No, I, mean, I guess. Megan <laughs> Kelly, Barbara Walters, uh-huh. Matt Lauer, uh, uh, Bush. Uh, it was uh, Bush Jr., the kid that was. The girl. Was, Jenna no, Bush. No, no, okay. no. The host of uh, the Today Show. What was his name? Remember, he was part of that whole scandal with I'm the Donald worst. Trump? Billy Bush. Billy, thank, thank you. you. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks, God. Uh, anyway, yes. Your wife. Right, well, same thing. <laughs> Close to <laughs> we it. We call her God, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Billy Bush. Uh, yeah. You know, but I mean, it, it was literally... Divine intervention. Divine intervention. So do Everybody you believe... that went up against it yeah. came tumbling down. So do you believe in a higher power? Um... Oh, wait, another one. Wendy yeah. Williams. Wendy Williams mocked me. Oh, shit. She Wendy... mocked me. She acted like she was supporting me. Wendy's not doing well. No. This Inauthenticity. Listen, you don't mess with God, okay? <laughs> Seriously. You think God, it's not about me. Yeah. I'm just a pawn. Yeah. But when you're looking at the big picture, what we're talking about is not chump change. This is about the most important issue in the world, mm-hmm. protecting our children. I agree There's with you. There's nothing more important. I agree with you completely. I so do. until people wake the hell up and get their heads out of their asses and realize what needs to be done. Yeah. It's not going to change. Yeah. And the thing is, I went, you know, anyway, I don't want to get all into it. No, no, all no, no, no. you're doing great. I, I want to be able to give you a safe space to, for people to see just how articulate and and composed you are as a survivor. Thank you. Which I don't think anybody has really honored that for you. I mean, I know you were on Drew Barrymore and that seemed like a lovely interview. And Yeah, but we didn't like, talk about anything serious. I know. It was all late. Sanitized. And she's also, she's... You know, she's in the network, right? She's in the oh, network. Oh, no. I mean, listen, she she does her thing. She does it great. Yeah. She's very good at what she does. And But it breaks my heart because, dude, it breaks my heart because we all know what she went through with her book, you know, that she had a long time ago. Her book is like, you can't even find it. It's like $100 on eBay mm. to be able to read Drew Barrymore's initial. Um, Little Girl Lost. It's, yeah. and I didn't get to read it. I was it. there when she was writing it. Yeah? Yeah. We were dating at the time. Oh. How was that? <laughs> oh, well, it was great. You know. Was it cathartic for her to write that memoir at that time? Yeah. yeah Were you encouraging of her? She when she... I mean, I was not like telling her what to do, but she yeah. would tell me about the process and she was meeting with the writer and yeah. doing all the sessions and stuff like that. So I was very proud of her. I yeah. thought I personally was like, aren't you a little young to be writing a memoir? But, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But for her, it but was like her, it she was sense. coming and out the end of it. that's what she needed to do. And look, I mean, she's, she's a totally just, different person. Look at what she's done for herself. I, I mean, know. it's a miracle. It's amazing. She's done so great. I know. So God bless her. Well, what I've loved about your current um, branding is that you are doing this. You are now in the joyful part of your life. 
you have a wonderful partner. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard that you have a child who's 18 now, yes, right? he's no longer a child. But I didn't even know. I didn't even know you had a kid. Yes. He's doing much better. He's, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but he was brutally I did hear. assaulted and attacked. Where? Uh, in the valley. Oh, no. Yeah. And not by random kids on the street or drug dealers or gangsters. Right. By trusted friends. Oh, no. Supposedly. But these were kids that he grew up with. What happened? That he hadn't seen in a couple years because we kind of told him to stop hanging out with them because we knew they were bad news. Well, if anyone's going to know who's bad news, it's you. Exactly. Okay, Corey. So I was like, dude, cut these people out of your life because they're not good people. Yeah. Every time you would hang out with them, they'd try to get him into trouble. So what happened was he was dealing with a, a, let's just say, an ailment and he was not, you know, he was having to take certain medication, which was throwing off his thinking, his critical thinking. Okay. And so he was making some bad choices. For and sure. one of those bad choices was not coming home and running off to his friends who we didn't trust, mm-hmm. you know, and being like, look, I'm 18. You can't tell me what to do. And it's like, yep, that's you're like, true. You're like, I was you, motherfucker. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, you got to live and learn. And unfortunately, he learned a really hard lesson because those friends weren't friends at all and they saw him in a weakened state basically and took advantage of it Mm -hmm. and they jumped him three of them jumped him Mm -hmm. and beat him almost to death like literally if the police hadn't showed up to to stop it he could have been dead wow and um thank god he's (laughs) he's okay and he's he's recovered what sounds like you really have his back oh my god are you kidding me and he knows that all that matters were you guys always close like uh, in his life always okay you've kept him virtually out of everything which i applaud you for because it's it's almost virtually impossible i literally never took him to a red carpet Mm -mm. i took him to like maybe two things that were like Red carpet, but he wouldn't be on the carpet with me. Mm-hmm. I'd go stand there and, you know, he'd stand with the handlers or whatever. You kept it separate. Always. Because I didn't want his face out there. I didn't want him getting harassed. I wanted him to like, be able to lead a normal life and have a normal childhood and not have to think about that. That's not his problem. You know, just because his dad's famous and his mom's famous, he shouldn't have to be subjected to that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, um, so we kept him pretty sheltered for the most part right. from that. Yeah. And then it wasn't until actually the first time I ever took him on a red carpet and we posed for pictures together when he was about 16. Mm-hmm. And it was when Stan Lee passed away. Yeah, I remember that. that big memorial that he did at the TLC. Uh-huh. Yeah, at the Chinese theater. Is he? Is your son a big fan of comics? Yes. And yeah, huge yeah. Spider-Man. And has he gone to Comic-Cons with you? He has. So we went and did, uh, we did D23 together. I'm doing I think, the big one this year, by the way. Which one? The San Diego yes, Comic Con, yes, yes. fantastic. Mm. Was there a particular like uh, reason? Is it an I anniversary? Can't you say. can't say. Yay! That's great. <laughs> I'm rooting for Corey at, for all things. Always. Oh, I'm you. glad that you have that in the works. That's amazing. Yeah, there's a couple. I've got a couple big things brewing. That's fucking very great. Big, very big. You yes. deserve good things. But the biggest thing right Let's now. Let's talk about it. Is done to done my giant heart. It's Look at I wear gorgeous. my heart on my sleeve. Here it is, everybody. Love my that. heart's on my sleeve. Um, so this is my box of love. Yeah. And it's um, it's called Love Left 2.1, and it's my box set, which we put out at the beginning of this year, last year? Mm-hmm. 22. Right. So it came out at the beginning of 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is just an amazing collection of 30 years worth of work 
Um, and it's not all of my work, obviously. I've done, I mean, not obviously if you don't know, but I, I, I've done seven albums mm-hmm. so far. Uh, and this is my first album, which has been reimagined, basically. We remixed it, remastered it from the original tapes, which we had to bake and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. to get the, the quality back. Uh, digitally transferred them and then did a full remix, remaster on everything. Oh, wow. Uh, but while we were in the process, and Don Dokken, by the way, if you remember that name. No. Uh, he was a huge rock star in the 80s. Okay. Dokken, rocking with Dokken. Okay. But anyway, so uh, Don Dokken helped me to do this process and then helped actually mix some of this stuff as well. But... Um, so you baked we your, baked the your tapes, tapes the original so that they sounded tapes. older. No, 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 no. You have to do that to preserve them. Okay, got it's it. It's a process to preserve and then digitize. Because what happens is after a certain period of time, old school tapes, they they run off magnets. Okay. And what happens is through time, the magnets start to fall off. Okay. So they become unmagnetized and they just, the particles separate and they all kind of look like a bunch of dust laying at the bottom of the tape reel. Oh, man. Um, So what you have to do is you have to take that tape reel very carefully and you have to put it through an oven. But before you even do that, you have to go through and like literally inch by inch, there's like a chemical process where they like clean off the mold, clean off anything that's already there that's damaging. Sounds expensive. Very expensive, very (laughs) timely. So went through that whole process, then baked them. Mm -hmm. So you only get one shot to bake them. They go through an oven. It's a one-time thing. That the must magnets, have been nerve-wracking. The magnets jump back into place uh-huh. or they don't. And that's the kind of chance you take. But if they do, you only get one shot at it. Because once you run it through the tape machine one time, it's done. Because it's exposed. Yeah, well, it'll never, it'll never work again. And it worked? It worked. And we got every single sound, every single mix, every single track. Wow. So what we were able to do is then, you know, process it the right way. And in the process of processing it, we found that there was a lot more material that I'd forgotten about. So it turned out, I was like, oh my God, there's this original song that ended up being like, you know, from Rock and Roll High School Forever. It was like a soundtrack song from the album, Mm -hmm. from the movie. Mm -hmm. But it was the original version that they based the song on and we've never released it. So it had never been heard by anybody. And then, like, my first song that I ever recorded, which was called Runaway, mm-hmm. um, which we actually shot a video for, which I never released, from 1986. So it was when I was working on Lost Boys. I was living in my dad's apartment. And uh, ironically, two of the people that were uh, my molesters are in the video, just to show you how sick and twisted the world that I was raised in was. Sure, sure. You know, here's these two men. Not one, but two. Right. <laughs> these great. two men playing along with a kid in his dad's apartment during mm-hmm. the day you know making a music video uh so anyway uh yeah so there's a lot of history mm-hmm. right there and so the point is we decided like okay we'll do you know the album remixed and then maybe an instrumental version and then maybe we'll take some of those songs that have never been released and do like a rarities or never been released cd you know yeah. and so anyway this ended up turning into four cds including a brand new album which has 18 songs on it one of them being our latest single, Without You, which actually debuted at number 26 on the Billboard charts. What? And we got it all the way up to 19, so that was my biggest victory yet. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. Well deserved. Um, and actually, there's several. There's Without You um, is the latest single, uh, but before that was uh, the Corey song, actually, that we did for the end title track for the documentary. Yeah. Um, and that's called You Are Free, and that one went all the way up to number... 
I don't know, 18 or 19, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so we've got, you know, a couple top 40 hits on the album from the new stuff. Okay. And then Comeback King, which has become like a huge fan favorite. I don't know if you've heard it, but... I mean, I've watched your performances online. I've watched your lives when you yeah, were in Texas. Yeah, but have you seen the music videos? I need to watch your music videos, Corey. No, let me tell I'm gonna you. I'm going to be Comeback doing a very King, deep dive. Comeback King and texting is you about the it. bomb. Like... It's a great video. All the videos, I'm very proud of all the videos. I, I think we've done a really good job with all of them. Yeah. But for whatever reason, like people love Ascension Millennium. That's like one of my bigger hits. Yeah. Um, go for it. Obviously, we did the Today Show and it was like. A I think billion, I saw that performance yeah, online. A billion people watched it within two days. Amazing. It was It was very shared. Historical. Yeah. It was like. Crazy, crazy. Great. Right? So anyway, we've had these, you know, little intermittent successes. Yeah. And and this album is, you know, it's a brand new album, but because it's been kind of slow rolled out with singles, it's been over like two years. So yeah. there's a bunch of stuff that people will know from the new stuff. Mm -hmm. But then there's the classic stuff and then there's the unreleased stuff, which includes like 10 of my film soundtracks that I did music for. So it's all interspersed through there. But on top of it, there's a 50-page color magazine that looks like a teen magazine. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that we literally made look like it's like right out of the 80s. It's called 22 magazine. Uh-huh. It's my own coin. Yeah, you have 22 on your yes. on your on your chain that you're wearing and that's for this. Yes. That's well, to promote no, no. this. It's it's, it's is it your number? Is my number, yes. Yeah. So why is it your I number? I include it in everything that I do. Okay. My book is twenty-two chapters. Mm -hmm. My last album, Angelic Two, The Core, mm -hmm. is a double CD. So there's your two and your two. Mm -hmm. Had twenty-two songs on it, eleven on each disc. But why? Because it's great. The number, the number two two. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like an powerful, angel number, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's actually a master number and an angel number, but it's my master number and it is a power number, angel number. Very strong. I want. I want a lucky number. The other day, I was thinking about how people what, have lucky what resonates numbers. with you. Oh God, I don't know. Jeez, I'll have to. I'll have to think on that because I would say seven, but it, I'm judging that because yeah, it's like an odd seven, number. Right? Is everyone seven? Lucky seven. Yeah. yeah. See, fucking basic. <laughs> I gotta do better. You know, with this though, you have to rebrand yourself, and I feel like. There's parts of you like, okay, so I'm a nostalgic known person. People know me from Disney. Impossible, man. You know me? Uh, duh. Well, you must know me from your kid. No, because your kid's too young, 18. Well, my kid didn't, my kid didn't watch girly cartoons. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. But my wife <gasps> knew exactly she knows who you me. were. Yes. I love your wife so much. She is gorgeous. Thank you. You are a lucky man. I am a lucky How'd y'all meet? The Playboy Mansion. Ah, uh, we were just talking about oh, that. See, it goes back. So yes. yeah, I mean, did you did you frequent the Playboy Mansion? Oh, I was there every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Hef and I were really good friends. He was at my second wedding. Mm -hmm. I was at all his birthday parties. He was at all my birthday parties. I was there with Courtney the night that he married Crystal. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we were very very close. He and was good to you. He was very good to me. And yeah. Corey's Angels was an offshoot. Of I Playboy. remember. That's I mean, when that I was met how you. It started. Yeah. It started. You were because, having parties. Right. Okay. So you were trying to kind of carry the heft torch or? A little bit. It was more really trying to do things right that had gone afoul. Got it. So that the purity the of like, like the purity. The way it started, of, mm -hmm. you know, when Playboy was a respectable name and it was a respectable brand, mm -hmm. you know, but then things get, you know, with the adult industry and the internet and everything becoming what it was, it was like smut cells and. Nobody cared about the classy stuff. So right. I would meet a lot of girls because it started when I got, I mean, I was, I had been friends with Hef since I was 15. Right. I met him the first time when I was 15. I yeah. probably shouldn't have been at the Playboy Dude, Mansion. Dude, you lived 15, a million lifetimes by the time you were 15. Right. So 
Um, but we became better and better friends through the years, and eventually my last wife, uh, we got her to shoot for Playboy, and Hef came on my show, and I actually got to direct him, which was really exciting. Yeah. Uh, for the two Corys, because I executive produced that show. Yeah. And, you know, he did it for me as a favor, and he wouldn't work with anybody else. He only wanted to work with me, yeah. so I had to, like, you know, be very hands-on with it. But we were able to shoot all day up at the mansion, and then, you know, he asks my wife on the show to do the, the magazine and, and, you know, it's like the whole process and getting to see behind the scenes how it works. And mm -hmm. It was amazing. It was very fascinating and it was a lot of fun. Um, but we weren't necessarily thrilled with the end result, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, they kind of swapped her out and they gave somebody who we felt was much less deserving the cover. Okay. Instead of giving her the cover, which was like we shot a whole day. Because he even said to me, like, well, she's not on the cover because you would have had to do a special shoot just for the cover. I said, we did have. He goes, oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. I love uh, your impression I, I of Hef. I never saw those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's unfortunate, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> or is it that she didn't sleep with Hef? That, that's no, why she didn't get No, 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 no. That's not, not how he was? No, not at all. Okay, good. No, that's totally not true. Dispelling the rumors. Yeah, no, yeah. no. He wasn't like that at all. Yeah, good. It was more like... I never thought of him like that. Now his son is kind of in charge of the stuff. Well, Did you know him? Or? Isn't even, it's not happening anymore, no, right? No. It's done. They charge girls to be on the cover. I mean, it's... Yeah. Wow. It ain't what it used to be. It's just different. Yeah. Media is very different these days, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm saying that, you know, the whole thing was like, you know, you were being honored if you were asked to appear in Playboy, and they were mm -hmm. paying you a lot of money, mm -hmm. and they made you feel very special, and they promoted the hell out of it. And it was a very big deal, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Not so much, you know? <laughs> these days, it's literally girls are paying to be in the magazine. I mean, yeah, I mean, I came up. Pathetic. I came up after Disney, okay? where I, all the girls were in Maxim or FHM, and I right. felt like that's when it became smutty. Well, yeah, because guess what? The they're competitive. All the same, no, they're all the same company. Oh, Playboy too then. Yeah, well, if you ever notice, like all of a sudden Playboy and Maxim look like the exact same magazine. Exact same. Yeah. Font and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I couldn't get on Maxim, and I really wanted to. because How is that possible? So beautiful as you are. I really appreciate that. Yeah. But I... I at the time, I think I was. I think I've. I think I've grown into myself as a woman now. I'm. You know, I'm 39. But I well, think. Well, I would hope. <laughs> and you know, I've had kids. So for me, right. like the way that I feel about myself is, I'm very much more like what you were saying. Like I'm very accepting of myself. Yeah. Um, but I think I had a lot of considerations coming off a Disney show. So where I think you had some considerations on, uh, you know, surviving some of the stuff that you did. Uh, I was almost putting myself in line to be objectified and I wanted to be, I was, I wanted that because wanted to be objectified. I was willing to do yeah, that because you wanted to break that image. I want And it was fucking hard. And it goes back to my sisters starting in the Mickey Mouse club. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I did the, the uh, Fox and the Hound. Mm -hmm. was I was going to say your voice is like butter. My thank you. My first, uh, my first Disney project, my first feature film starring role was playing the hound mm -hmm. in Fox and the Hound. So, Yes, we were Disney kids. I get it. And, you know, there's a part of you that wants to kind of break the chains. Yeah. But you, on your point, much, much deeper because for me, I was just the kid that was the voice. And then my career built on many things, a lot of family things. And I happen to personally love that. Yeah. I wanted to keep that always as a thing like I really being, yeah you didn't mind it no you know I you, love doing family stuff because I of, love kids I fucking and I and I always want to do anything I can to bring a smile to their faces would you direct like kids shows yeah yeah 
Do you feel sure. like? Yeah. I mean, it'd be not, worth your time. Not if it was cheesy, though. I would only do it if it was great. My Goonies style. Yeah. You I don't see like Stranger was Things was pretty cool. Did you like that show? Yeah, that was kind of like a homage to I like watched all it of your Sean. Yeah, I yeah. know. Sean. Season two. You yeah. guys are seeing each other more now at Comic-Cons, huh? We've always seen each other. Oh, okay. Sean and I have remained great friends through everything. Really? Uh, always. Um, he's always been there to support me. I've always been there to support him. <clears throat> when, you know, we were both up for the same role for Lord of the Rings, he got it, obviously. Yeah. But that was, that was, that hurt, you know? <laughs> You're like, There's well. other movies throughout the years. He was up for mine. I got him. I was up for his. He got it. You know, it's always been a fair game. Yeah. But that one stung because it's like three movies back to back. You know, and he came over to my house after he finished shooting. Uh, I think it was just the first one, and they were now talking about doing the other two, or maybe they had just finished the second one mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he came over, and I was like, no, it was after the second one because I just watched the second one. I said, dude, you were phenomenal, so great. So I'm so proud of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were so amazing. So great in this movie. The tears, the part where he's, you know, crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just gotta love it, right? He's so just the I mean, accent, everything. Yeah. Oh Frotto. Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Frodo, you gotta listen. <laughs> he that was just turned so into good. Scotty from that's why I didn't get the parts. You know, you know. <laughs> You're like, I fucking didn't get the <laughs> I accent right. Turned into right. Scotty from, from Star Trek, and that's <laughs> the end of it. Uh no, but anyway, so so he just did such a brilliant job and I you know, he, he came over and him and his wife had dinner with me and my ex-wife and we all went out to this nice little restaurant, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, hey, you know, good job. And he's like, hey, man, I got to tell you, I know that you were up for the role and I, I do feel really bad about it, but I want you to know I really needed it. Yeah. Like, I really, really needed that job. And I'm like... <laughs> You're like, well, where am I in this? Right, right. Well, so but, in, no, no. I mean, I am friend, curious. That's what you do. You support each other. You know. Well, you would. I don't know well, about everybody in Hollywood. Is then they're not real not friends. Like, then no. they're not real friends. You don't need them in your life. You're you're a pretty genuine person, man. Thank you. That does. That's very very rare. I had to. I had to leave. I don't live here. I live in Austin. Oh really? Yeah. It's too triggering to be here. I can't live here. Oh wow. I moved when I had kids. I stopped drinking, um, and I went down to Orange County, um, and I had that more suburban life, but. Then I was like, okay. So are you sober now? I am sober. Oh, that's awesome. I've been sober for like seven and a half years. Yeah. I have a friend who's who's very who's very okay with smoking weed, and he was kind of showing me his like weed stash in front of his kid, and I was like, God, I can't do this. Right. I was like, I can't, I can't. Right. Your kid's like literally there. Yeah, no. No, it's, it's legal. Cool. Nah, but I know still, it's legal, it's but cool. like you gotta have boundaries. Can't. You gotta have boundaries. For me, for yeah, for no, me being I mean, the sober person. To me, you know? I, I can't be around it either. It's just you know yeah. when you're when you're a parent and you're responsible. You gotta realize that, like boundaries. If I see somebody doing something that's inappropriate, I gotta call it out. I can't keep my mouth shut. I'm very bad about that. No, it's that's it's not. It's very hard for me to. But why is that bad? Because like you're able well, to actually you don't advocate. Be the, for... I know, but I'm saying like in between friends, you don't want to be that annoying person that comes over like. Mm -hmm. I know. You what sign are you, by again. the way? I don't really believe in it, but what sign are you? Cancer. Cancer. Interesting. I'm a Pisces, Aries, cusp. Oh, nice, nice. I don't know. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Aries is good. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So back to, okay. So there's so many things to promote. Obviously you have stuff cooking, which is really exciting. Um, and you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, which I'm assuming is a part of all that, right? Is that in, it's, when is that? It's okay. That's in July. Okay. Um, and we haven't announced anything yet, but you guess you're hearing it first. Well, this, yeah. I will be there for a one day appearance, but it's not about this. 
this is what it is. This and this will be for sale. Book. This is for sale. You Where can, can we... find it. Well, any appearance that I do, any concert I do, we'll always have them on hand. They are a limited ed- edition. There's only 250 in existence. I want one. Well, then we'll have to get you All one. All right, I'm going to buy one. Um, it's, uh, there's a hologram. So we're the first person, first artist ever in history to have a hologram of themselves pop up on the top of the box. What and the fuck? Are you, you. serious? Yeah, if I scan, it's a scan it. me yeah, on his beautiful heart shaped box. Right. And, 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 and so your hologram actually pops, pops up, up from like when you scan. That's yeah. very cool. And then I can like, I dance on top of the box and. You know, welcome everybody. It's really cool. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, and you're I'm like very... a self-published person, right? Like you don't yeah. have management. I have my own label. And you have, have your own, own label, label and you've done all I, of this work. I distribute. I am through Sony now. I oh, good. I deal with Sony Orchard, so they do the handling of the day-to-day business as far as the distribution and collecting and all that kind of stuff. But, yes, it's still complete. It's Sci-Fi Records. I started Sci-Fi Records back in 2009 Okay. with the release of my second Truth Movement album, which is my other band so i have my solo work and then i have my band truth movement has always kind of been in the background but we've only done two albums so far we're going to do the next thing i do will probably be a truth movement album to be honest okay um but that's a band that's kind of like is truth movement the one that you're on tour with right now no, or that's no, just you right because i know you have a whole band this yeah it's still a live band yeah. i always play with a live band yeah yeah and they're amazing dude you they're rock really the house talented musicians I, I, very, your very wife talented. is in it yes she's amazing she's she looks great. gorgeous she wears angel wings sometimes that's right. and yes. an amazing captain's hat it's just a vibe yeah like you are such a vibe when you perform you. and like Thank what you. i notice about you when you perform is that you're so happy yeah, I love it. I love you, connecting with the fans. Yeah. You know, I love I love entertaining. I mean, I'm a natural entertainer. That doesn't mean that I want to be um, a spectacle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't mind being a spectacle even, but I don't want to be the workhorse because right. I was a child slave, you know. Yes, you were. And I don't, you know, I grew up to own my existence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I work when I want to work. I don't run around and go on auditions. Yeah, that's so I basically soft retired from acting. Okay, you know. Yeah. Um, but for the right thing, exactly. Like a Lord of the Rings. Yeah. If somebody <laughs> like, calls me and says, you know, says, "Hey, we've got this great script," we really I'm actually want really to. surprised that they haven't found something for you. Um, even newer, newer people that really don't need to listen to the whatever hullabaloo because i don't know if you feel blacklisted from the industry oh i was for many years i don't feel like and and now i feel like there's a tide that's turned Mm -hmm. i mean even though nobody wanted to stand with me or jump along my side sorry i would have nobody nobody (laughs) nobody you know all the kids that have been abused Uh, dude are you kidding me do you know how many like i'm i'm there's a few kids from disney and a few kids from nickelodeon that we talk about stuff that's not necessarily network like, you know, damning the network. Because if you damn the networks, you're going to not go anywhere. Right, they're not going to show you. And, and so I personally, I don't think this is a network problem. I think this is an industry problem. Yeah, it's a... I, mean, I can be very clear what mm-hmm. the kind of problem it is. So yeah. I have a question for you. So with rebranding yourself and your, your mixed media special collector's item that you own and that you've put out for yourself and now you've got other things cooking... Like, what are your future goals? Do you want to do more social media content? We're touring right now. We're, we're, yeah, I know. You're, it's, I'm so lucky so to did, have you here. We did a year worth of touring. It was six months. You weren't just fair. in China, weren't mm. you? Uh, no, I was Where just in Europe. Europe. Paris, England. But that wasn't for touring. That was a Comic-Con. Yeah. It was just a one-off, and then we took a few days off. But um, the plan for this year is going to be my first world tour. And we're hoping to God we can get it done this year because it's like... 
you know, the problem is right when I was like, okay, I'm ready to do my first world tour. Like the whole world COVID. just opened back up. No, oh. it was just it opened back up. It's like everybody's booked. Like every venue, every like everybody went every band is trying to get the spots, yep. and it's just it's a it's a hectic time out there. Yeah. Um, but I I bought a bus, <laughs> so we can tour in America whenever we want to, because mm -hmm. I can literally just be like, okay, we're ready to go. Let's go. I love that. Which is great. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a really good comfort to have to just have that bus there. You know, when we need it. Yeah. Um, but. The big thing is international. So mm -hmm. we want to do our first tour in Japan, Australia, UK, Europe, Canada, maybe even South America. Mm -hmm. And that would be what the rest of my year and next year would look like for the first maybe half of the year. Mm -hmm. um, and then once that's done and maybe simultaneously, I'm going to be getting back into the studio with my Truth Movement guys. We never got to the finish that. So Truth Movement, my separate band, is like a classic rock kind of homage to a particular psychedelic classic rock that Vibes. I'm a fan of, like Pink Vibes. Floyd. I'm a big Dave Matthews band fan, but that's not okay, the that's same That's a jam Pink band. Floyd. It's a yeah. jam band. But, but it's in that vein. Yeah. I get it. But but Pink Floyd is is a whole other level with totally. musicianship and like, like lasers and oh, just yeah. like well, the production value, acid rock, all, right? all of it. Is it acid it. rock? Well, progressive rock is what okay. you would call it. Psychedelic rock. But... Mm. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never tried taking acid listening to my I. own music, so I wouldn't really know. But never did acid, no. I did, no, I did. I, oh. It was just when I was a kid, and obviously I wasn't making the quality of music I'm making these days, you know. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah, so the Truth Movement Project actually features two guys from Pink Floyd, uh, which is John Karen and Scott Page. Mm -hmm. uh, John is like their utility player who's been with Pink Floyd, David Gilmore, and Roger Waters separately. Like, he's the man. He co-wrote and co-produced six or seven of the songs on my last album, mm -hmm. uh, on the last Truth Movement album, I should say. Uh, and then Storm Thurgeson, the guy who did all of the artwork for Pink Floyd That's... throughout the years. Every major album that they ever put out, mm -hmm. like all those brilliant images, mm -hmm. did our artwork, did all of the like logos, the branding, everything. Mm -hmm. So I was so blessed because unfortunately he passed away from cancer mm. and we were literally his last concept album after a lifetime history with Pink Floyd, Genesis, Led Zeppelin, like the greatest of the greatest. So we were so blessed and lucky to be able to have him a part of it. But anyway, uh, so that was, you know, the last big Truth Movement project. Mm -hmm. And it's a very exciting thing, but it's a concept album. Mm -hmm. You know, the shows are very, very complicated, very in-depth. Everything is like synced with the videos and the timing. I would and think the so. Lasers and lights. Yeah, people don't understand costume changes. People but that's even my you solo need to shows. Do that. Yeah. Your solo shows do have that. I've yeah, noticed that. Yeah, we we throw all you the throw bells a and whistles. Big show. Yeah, yeah. And especially in the settings because we're doing it in small theaters or large venue, large and sometimes clubs. outdoor venues. Yeah. where weather is kind of yeah, like. Yeah, you never know. So it's got to yeah. be. There's always got to be enough exciting excitement and things going on that you don't depend strictly on lighting. Yeah, because a lot of times you don't get the lighting. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're outside, there is no lighting, or if you, you know, end up doing God knows what, you're, you know, at a show and and they just forgot to bring in the right lights or, or the right extension cord and they don't or have something. it or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we do travel with our own lasers. We do travel with our own, own screens. You need a fog machine we too. We have several of those because the lasers. I found Bubble this machines, out. fog machines. I mean, this is traveling <laughs> with Corey. Yeah. Streamers. We always have, you know, the poppers, the party poppers because yep. we inevitably pull those out at some point every show um okay Huge so then best. you're going to be touring as of when uh well we don't World have the, we haven't announced the dates yet because we're still working on it. I, I basically switched agents midstream 
Okay. So we were in the middle of touring, everything was going well, but then we decided to switch agents, and then we thought we'd just get right back up and keep going, but mm -hmm. unfortunately it's taking a bit longer than we had hoped for him to get acquainted and get things started and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So we thought we'd be touring by the beginning of summer. Now it's looking like end of summer, mm -hmm. but until we have official dates, we don't have official dates, right? That's so, okay. Yeah, we'll keep you posted, though. Keep me that. posted, and also keep um, everyone posted on your socials, so how can everyone kind of connect with you? Okay, so um, you can reach me on Instagram at cdog22, which is D-O-double-G. And, uh, now I'm seeing it, the 22. Boom. <laughs> Z-Dog22. I got it. Um, and, uh, and then there's Twitter, which is at Corey underscore Feldman. And that's about it. I don't really do much. I'm not ever on Facebook anymore. Yeah, Facebook's. Yeah. I mean, it might be good for it's tour dates and stuff, day. but you, you'd have to get a social media manager to like really oh, do I all can't. this shit. There's so much negativity. I can't do it. Okay. And Twitter is feels a little better since Elon took over. I'm not really gonna lie. good. Well, some of the bots, some of the bots are not there as much. Mm -hmm. So we literally had. I mean, I've been under such brutal attacks. My Wikipedia page is all bullshit. All of it. Every second of it. Like, literally, if you go on that IMDb, or I'm sorry, the Wikipedia page, first of all, it says I'm 5'5". Five five. Mm -hmm. And that is something that they've been pushing. That started with 5'3", and then it was 5'5", five because five they realized they couldn't get away with it. But they it's part of diminutizing me. Mm. They want to diminish my value, diminish my worth. Mm -hmm. And so they objectify this idea that I'm this short little man, mm -hmm. you know, and they get away with it because unless you stand next to me, you can believe it, right? Yeah. So haters, man. Yeah, it's just evil. But, evil haters. But those aren't the worst of it. I don't care about that. What yeah. I care about is the fact that, you know, when you try to look up my film, it will lead you to a link of BS stories mm. of gaslighting. So that's why you don't want to, to engage with it. the internet uh, too much because right. it's not healthy for you. Well, right, because okay. then they start gaslighting. It causes PTSD and trauma. Do you know there is nothing more painful to a survivor of abuse than being called an abuser? I understand. There is nothing more insulting and painful. And I think people know that. That yeah. are that are predatory, yeah, and I think that they right. Of course, I think it's gaslighting. Of course, it is because mm -hmm. that's what they do, right? Mm -hmm. They want to turn the attention off of themselves and try and make it look like they're the victim. I mean, if you look at any major celebrity that's you know getting called out or accused of doing something wrong, mm -hmm. first thing they do is turn it around and say, "Oh, well, that person's a crazy fan. I don't like, even know them," and da da da. Disregard them. Disregard Army, them. Army disregard Hammer them. comes to mind. Army Hammer's mm -hmm. kind of like freaks me out. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, but he at least came clean. Did you hear his new interview? I mean, he actually came he clean. He was very was apologetic. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. I went psycho. I lost it. Yeah. You know, I'm back. You well, know, that you was have, cool. You hey, gotta take accountability. Yeah. I guess, and if you're at willing, the very least. even if you're eating ribs off of a human um you know <laughs> hey you know oh, everybody boy. deserves a you're second too barbecue nice, man. you're too nice i mean a second chance <laughs> i feel I mean. that well no, i am I, I don't know that he deserves a second chance i'm not saying that on the record i'm just being <laughs> <laughs> nice about you're the fact nice. that he did apologize and i give him credit for that i feel that yeah well, I want to give you credit where all your credit is due, always. I'm always going to be supportive of you. Thank you. Um, and your wife and your music. The hologram. <laughs> yeah, and the hologram. I'm super cool. I'm super excited about this. I really want to dive into You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Yeah. I'm going to become like a, a new CDs, fan. Four CDs, two DVDs. Okay. You get a pair of my Ray-Ban sunglasses. What? Like around the cover. 
All so branded. Artwork. See? I know, right? You do have your own brand. Stickers. We got stickers in there. We got guitar picks. It's just an awesome box of fun. It's like a value. It's very valuable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I figure if I'm going to charge as much as we're charging for it, you better make it worth it. Yeah. But the most expensive thing is the damn box. Oh, I guarantee it. Because you need to keep everything contained. It's a very thick and it's a well, thick, good box. Well, but it's also the art, right? Mm -hmm. To make it beautiful. We had to like we had the original artist who did the original album cover mm -hmm. back in 1993. Wow! Because it's a 30th anniversary. Mm -hmm. So this was the original artwork, but then he added new layers, new characters, which coincide with the new album, mm -hmm. and then you know kind of recolorized everything. Because originally it was just two colors; it was purple and white. Mm -hmm. uh, but now it's all rainbowed. And yeah, it's beautiful. But we had to have this design because you can't find a heart-shaped box. I thought it would be easy. I was like, you know, they do them for Valentine's yeah, Day like every on year. Yeah, like Right, or everybody's got heart-shaped yeah, boxes. Amazon. No, I'm sorry, but this dimension, the size that you need to be able to contain all this stuff that's in there, mm -hmm. like literally you had to make it per specs. We had to ship them from uh, Pakistan. Wow. Yeah, so the, just think about how much shipping costs right now mm -hmm. for a single item. Mm -hmm. Imagine... 250 boxes this size coming from DHL. And did you sign it? Are you signing them? Um, only when they... They come to you and they're like, they hey, request can you sign it? for a signature. But yeah, okay. we offer on the website. So by the way, you can buy this at CoreyFeldman.net. Okay. I should say that, right? Right. CoreyFeldman.net is where you can purchase your own version of the box set. And yes, there is a, a separate fee you can pay to get it signed. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think we covered a lot, mm -hmm, and I, I feel like... And unless we're going to, you know, do this on a regular basis, I think this will have to be, like, where we're at for now. And I know, we'll but I don't back. want it to be the a goodbye. Like, I, I, I'm so inspired by you, and I am I am so supportive that I just... I, I hope that we get to see you soon. Well, I'm sorry that you guys moved to Austin, because I would <laughs> love to get, you know, the four of us should have dinner and I stuff. I love that. We can. We, we can absolutely do that. At some point. Of course. We'll be in the we'll same be back. city. We are, yeah. but I, I, I feel connected to, to you in a way that's like, I just, I look up to you. Thank you. So thank that's you for the work. Because I truly believe in you. Oh, and you. I may well, not I know everything. I congratulate you for everything you've achieved. <laughs> no, I mean that. Look how you've turned yourself around. I mean, look at how many of us fall by the wayside and they disappear into the dust, you know. Whatever happened to that one? Whatever happened to that? You know, they just disappeared. Like those are real lives of right, people. Right, exactly. That, but you yeah. know what? You you turned yourself around. You stayed strong. You got away from the danger. You've built a beautiful family for yourself. And you've got your own brand now. So, I mean, this is really great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Congratulations. Thank you. You're now you're going to make me cry. Aww. <laughs> well, you've done well for yourself. You should be proud. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of The Vulnerable Podcast. For clips of this episode, go ahead and check out the Podco YouTube channel. Links in the description. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.